0: The opinions expressed on this Webmaster Radio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers. And do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of Webmaster Radio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of Webmaster Radio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay.
1: Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm Susan. I'm sitting in for your host, Bruce Clay. With me today are Jessica and Virginia.
2: Hello. Hi. Good afternoon.
1: You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio's search engine optimization channel. You can stream it from SEMsynergy.com, or you can pick it up from iTunes. Our guest today on the show is going to be Neil Patel, the founder of analytics Companies. Crazy Egg and Kiss Metrics. Later in the show, Virginia is going to be talking to Neil about m- metrics that people pay attention to that may not be as meaningful as we think they are. Before that, though, we're going to talk about the latest chapter in the national crisis of the BP oil spill and um, the resignation of CEO Tony Hayward. His leaving the company is just one of the many steps that BP is starting to take to manage their reputation. This bill has obviously been a tragedy, and it's crucial that we learn from this situation. Um, And as marketers, there are some lessons here for public relations and social interaction. Jessica, you wrote an entire blog post uh, a little while back on the case study of BP as a... reputation management thing. So why don't you give us some background there and and where we're going forward from that?
3: Well, I was interested in examining how they handled it from a social media um, perspective. And what I found was they were doing everything pretty much by the book. But I still had the question of, is that enough? Um, They allowed people to um, voice their opinion, comment um, without being um, censored except for on their BP um, YouTube channel. But, um, you know, I think they did a pretty good job. And I think that we could all learn from what they did. Um, may have taken a little while for them to get things going, but they did pretty well. Did you think that initial,
2: um, like, hesitation, though, that, that like, closing up? And, and it's totally understandable for a large organization like BP, who wants to keep control of the, the conversation. And um, they were a little bit slow to action. They were kind of, you know, shut off. Uh, weren't very open about things. And uh, I think even that initial kind of stumbling um, while they're doing a lot of stuff right now, as far as keeping the communication open uh, it hurt them. I mean, I, I don't know what I would do in such a tragedy either.
1: <laughs> right. I, I mean, I guess you don't really have an action plan for this kind of thing, but I, I think that that's the big thing is that we hear over and over again about large companies getting into trouble and having that period of silence where everyone else can rush in to fill the void and start crafting the message because they don't have a plan in place. They have they had no way of reacting to this on a PR level that was appropriate for the way communication is now, right? They, they were able to put out press releases and do whatever because they've been doing that for a hundred years, but they didn't have a way to immediately get a social media reaction out. So for a long time, the social media reaction was dominated by what everyone else was putting in there. And I think that that's like a really key thing. You know, they, all these reports come out that they had, they knew that the thing might fail and that's and the other thing. If they knew that they should have already had a plan for it. And I mean, that sounds terrible. I don't actually think that, <laughs> that BP should have been like, well, no, this is bunnies and roses, but they should have had a plan in place where they were immediately able to take control of the situation, switching over to something less um, horrific. Apple, for example, this antenna gate thing and everything that's going on, they still really aren't commenting. They had one press conference and they're not part of the conversation. They're still not part of the conversation and they never are part of the conversation, but that means that their media is basically crafted by everyone else around them. And, If you're going to engage even a little bit, you need to get in all the way. You can't just sort of dabble your toes into it.
3: Hmm. I think that um, crisis communications starts before there's even a crisis. So I think that companies should have something intact waiting for something of this magnitude to potentially happen. The thing is, is I don't think they understood the magnitude of what was happening. And so it took them a little while to gauge what was going on and what the public opinion was. And then when they started to see that it was a serious situation, then they had to jump into gear and get everything in place. So yes, I think that they lagged a little bit, but I think they made up for it in the end by the way that they're handling it now. Um, plugging the oil spill is a completely different thing, but just purely based on how they handled their communications right now, I think they're doing a good job.
2: I agree. I think they're doing as much as they can, but I feel like things like the Tony Hayward resignation is just kind of like more for show. You yeah. Know? Mm. yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, the guy has been a jerk since day one, but at least he's sort of been an authentic jerk since day one, and now they're like, oh no, we're just going to push him aside and pretend like now everything will be fixed. Well, everything's not going to be fixed by having one guy resign. It would be nice if that was the case, but we all know that that's not how you change direction on a giant thing is by getting rid of the captain. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it takes time and it takes a lot of effort and they're going to have to put f- more forth a lot more effort. And I hope that as they do that, they continue to talk about that and, and, put that forward and really sort of make that a transparent public transition on how they're going to, you know, make things safer, make things better, repair the situation, you know, pay back a lot of what the damage has been done. Um, you know, it, and they can't fix it ever. You know, they, they, they can't go back and, and collect all of the oil back and make it like it never happened. That that just won't work. But Hopefully, going forward, they'll be really open about how they're taking steps to make sure it doesn't happen again and do what they can to repair.
3: Do you think they chose the wrong spokesperson for all of this when they chose Tony Hayward?
1: Um, I, I think that that's pretty clear. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, th- this is the guy who said that this was very stressful and he was, you know, just wanted to get back to his normal life. Hmm. It, it, it's clearly not the the brightest of of things to say. He had a lot of problems just going forward, and, and he really, frankly, came off kind of like a jerk. And so, obviously not the right spokesperson, um, but getting rid of him is really not going to suddenly magically make it all go away.
2: And they've got lots more ahead of them. They could still screw up or do wonders for themselves. Mm-hmm. Now it's about like repairing relationships and and showing that you really did mean what you said. So anyway, it is time for a quick break. But when we get back, we'll be joined by Neil Patel. More SEM Synergy is on the way.
0: Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Entertainment Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm.
2: Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia. And right now I am joined by Neil Patel, entrepreneur, investor, co-founder of companies Crazy Egg and Kiss Metrics, and blogger at quicksprout.com. At the Blue Glass LA conference uh, the past week, Neil presented during the session analytics, marketing metrics for your business. And because as most of the people in this industry would recognize Crazy Egg and Neil by name, analytics is Neil's specialty. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Neil.
4: Yeah, thanks for having me. So
2: during your panel on analytics, you had seven points, and I'm just going to run over them real quick. Uh, people can find them on the blog, of course. Unique visitors is a bad metric. Metrics can be misleading. The last click is misleading. Get targeted feedback. Find out who's engaging. Use event tracking. Find the real conversion rate. And these are all really packed statements, obviously, and you did a whole presentation on them, but one of the messages I kind of get from like an overall theme of this is that some metrics don't tell the whole story, and you may have to dig deeper to get the value behind the numbers.
4: Exactly, right, because if you just look on the surface level, it's not necessarily going to tell you what you need to fix. So the biggest problem in the analytics space is there's so much data out there, people are taking that data, looking at it, and then they're saying, oh, cool, I have a problem, or cool, it's not going the way I want to go. And that's fine, right? Not everything is gonna go the way that you want it to go. But then once you see those stats, what do you do next? And the problem with the most analytics solutions are you see all the numbers but you don't know what to do with those numbers to improve your business.
2: So what do you you track that uncovers like the real story i mean somebody in the audience at the conference asked if they should be using google analytics and you said that they should but you also had some caveats and extras
4: yeah so there is no one answer on what should you be tracking and measuring because for each business it's going to be different for example for an e-commerce company it's going to be totally different than i was it was uh uh social networking site, right? So for example, for an e-commerce company, you may be tracking things like, um, let's say conversion rate, right? Uh, Drop off rates on specific pages because if people are dropping off throughout the checkout process and you can improve it, you'll increase your overall sales. A bad metric to probably track for e-commerce sites are page views per visitor because just because a visitor has more page views, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make more money. And the goal of an e-commerce site is to make more sales, right? So you attract things that would actually help make you more sales and increase your revenue. For a social site, on the other hand, let's say if it was a Facebook, one thing you may end up tracking is um, how many friends are users adding or how many other people are uh, users referring, right, because it's all about getting more users on your social site. If you're a Facebook, the only way for a Facebook to work and succeed as a business is to get more users on, the more users you have, the more people on it, and more paid you end up getting, which means more ad revenue. Um, so by tracking the metrics such as, you know, uh, how many people are referring other people or how many friends are people adding, that would give to be a good understanding of, hey, how many page views can you get? Because the more page views you get, the more money you'll end up making theoretically off the ads.
2: I thought it was also interesting you said as long as you, you can't sacrifice load time as, as part of like your mission to get more data.
4: Yeah, that's true, because if you have all these JavaScripts on your site, well, it's going to end up happening the asynchronous, and what asynchronous means is that it loads in the background, but the problem with browsers are they can only handle some of the asynchronous codes at once, which means that if you have 20 asynchronous JavaScripts on your site, a lot of them will end up turning into synchronous ones, which means they just start loading right away. And they do end up slowing down your site. If it slows it down drastically, you just won't get as much search traffic as you would if, uh, if that was really quick and
2: loaded within a few seconds. So certainly there are plenty of products out there for people to choose from, um, and you've created a few yourself. Um, Kiss Metrics just recently came out of Stealth, and already it's receiving quite a bit of praise for the unique way that it looks at users uh, versus, like, clicks or events. And, um, and that fits very well with your earlier recommendations of getting the story behind some, like, misleading metrics.
4: Yeah, no, Toby, totally, right? Uh, our our goal is to attract people, and our goal is to help you improve your uh, conversions, right? And we do that through funnels. The big issue that we see on the marketplace right now is, one, a lot of people using Google and Omnitra aren't tracking funnels. Uh, two, they don't do a great job of it. And three, a lot of people are trying to improve their conversions and using software like Google Upset Optimizer, which are great pieces of software, but the issue is, is, how can you really focus on improving your conversions if you're not even tracking them in the first place, right? you got to figure out what areas of your site you need to work on improving before you can start working on fixing the uh, issues.
2: And then, on the other hand, you have Crazy Egg, which is a product that allows people to visualize the user experience of a site using, like, heat mapping tools. And along with analytics, you think a lot about design and usability in the the two kind of go hand in hand, don't they?
4: Yep, exactly right. So uh, I started off as an SEO, uh, still do some SEO. I've been doing that for like nine years. And the pain point I realized is no analytic solution solves everyone's problems. So as an entrepreneur, one thing that I've always been fond of is creating niche software solutions that just do one thing really well.
2: I see. Um, and earlier this year on your blog, you wrote about the things that you learned from four redesigns, which was very enlightening. Um, you had, uh, some of the suggestions or the, the lessons that you had made a big impact on the engagement or commenting on your blog. Yeah.
4: Definitely, all the way from being things like top commenters or putting uh top posts in the sidebar instead of because no one clicked on them. Uh the way the text was and the readability, like all these types of things really help increase engagement, which for me is very important, right? If you're gonna have people coming to your website and or blog, what's the point of having all these, you know, thousands and thousands of people coming if no one's really gonna engage? So
2: what uh What did you get out of Blue Glass? Did you have any takeaways from the conference?
4: Yeah, there was a lot of takeaways. Um, The best thing that I ended up getting out of Blue Glass, there was just one thing, uh, the networking was awesome, right? From a few of the networking, uh, nighttime and even during the day, I did a lot more networking than going to sessions uh, because I had meetings. I ended up learning a lot, right? Like I ran into someone at Blue Glass, specializes in domains and you taught me how people are buying and selling domain names right now mm-hmm. um, which was very interesting to understand how the domain industry is working and how as an entrepreneur how people are actually making a ton of money off of it
2: there is a very important like under like understanding that synergy between like domains and um, analytics and everything like that that Blue Glass was kind of unique in that sense that it tried to cover all of the bases of, uh, of online
4: business. Yeah, they even went into things like such as how to raise money, right? Mm-hmm. So it was very interesting because not only did they cover the marketing aspects, but they covered every aspect from starting something up to you know growing it and so forth. So
2: now, one of the big takeaways for me at the conference was that. uh, when you have passion or if when what you're doing is is your passion, you're you're going to succeed. And um it was interesting to uh read on your blog earlier that love might be overrated.
4: <laughs> yeah, uh a lot of people say do what you love and that's fine and Danny and I, I wish everyone can end up finding that solution or find that path in life, but the issue is doing what you love doesn't necessarily make you enough money where you can survive, right? People may say they don't love money or they don't care about it, it doesn't make them happy, but at the end of the day, we all need it, whether it's mortgage payments, rent, car payments, gas, food, electricity, whatever it may be, you need enough money in life to live comfortably, and if you don't have it, you know, things in life just don't work out. So doing what you love is great if it can provide enough money where you're happy or you don't have to worry about the basic necessities. But if it doesn't, you're going to have to end up figuring something out that pays the bills.
2: In an ideal world, of course.
4: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
2: Very cool. Well, there's definitely ways to get in touch with Neil and read more from him. His blog, quicksprout.com, and your site, neilpatel.com, and on Twitter, at Neil Patel, N-E-I-L-P-A-T-E-L. Thanks again for coming on the show, Neil.
4: No problem. Thanks for having me.
2: There's more SEM Synergy on the way.
0: Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Hey, Joel calm here, and I want you to hear something. That's my ka button, and it's the universal sound of success. Sounds good, doesn't it? How would you like to hear that kaching sound all the time? In my new book, Kaching: How to Run an Online Business That Pays and Pays, I lay out a strategy and a plan for you to create your own online success. Get your copy today at kachingbook.com, and I'll give you a kaching button for free. All the details are there at kachingbook.com. That's k a c h i n g book.com.
1: Affiliate Marketing Insider Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, Noon Pacific are on demand anytime inside the affiliate marketing channel only on webmasterradio.fm
0: search engine marketing formulated for web 2.0 you're listening to sem synergy on webmasterradio.fm
1: Welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Susan, and I'm here with Virginia and Derek. And before the break, Neil Patel touched on the difference between passion and success and how the two don't necessarily go hand-in-hand. Hand. And people have been asking if there is a disconnect between the wild popularity of the Old Spice Guy videos and commercials and the reality of product sales. And the the Old Spice campaign is obviously a marketer's dream. Lots and lots of attention, lots of branding – what do we think is this really making them sales or are they just crashing YouTube?
2: There was a lot of talk after the the commercials in February and earlier this year started getting awards like there's no there's no sales coming from it um, and it's still too early, I think right like isn't isn't body wash kind of like a long-term product like you get it maybe every two months or so and um also I think, that there's a cumulative effect to the brand like uh, or
5: the branding? Well, to me, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but sure. uh, the way I'm looking at it is there's actually there are actually two points here to gauge success. Because we're dealing with a marketing and a branding initiative, the one success, probably the one that the company's bottom line is looking at is, was the marketing successful in driving sales? But the other end of it is that branding. Whether or not they've sold even one extra piece of product, they have got branding you know through the roof, and everybody recognizes this uh, which will overall create most likely benefit in the broad sense for the brand over time. so while maybe not any real gain in terms of uh the the sales, which is something that obviously only the manufacturer's gonna n- to know by their bottom line figures when they're calculating that, we can certainly say this was a massively successful campaign in terms of branding and awareness buzz. Uh, you know, everybody, everybody's commenting about this. And, and, and if you think about it, it isn't just this particular wave. There have been, you know, Old Spice has been building this kind of campaign to get to the pinnacle over probably the last couple of years. There have been serious uh, attempts at these quirky little, you know, commercials that have built one over the other that I think in a way maybe just testing which ones work better. Uh, think back, you know, they were doing the Bruce Campbell ads, uh, what, a couple years ago.
1: Right, and, and the swagger stuff. Exactly.
5: So so this isn't like out of the blue they just pulled it out of thin air. This has been most likely a, the, the the marketing company trying out ideas and building upon successes uh, that they've seen and however they're measuring this uh, to get to this point. So this is a, a very deliberate and I think long-term campaign that we're seeing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean I, this is definitely something they've been looking at long-term. And really I, I think part of it is that we're, what we're looking at is a rebranding. Right. Old Spice, before they started the swagger stuff, before they started the Bruce Campbell stuff, before, long before they got into the um, Isaiah Mustafa Old Spice guy ads, it was your grandfather's clone. right? Right? I, and actually, I was saying this, after, even after all of this media blitz, I don't know that I could tell you if someone was wearing Old Spice.
5: I would not know. Right. Well, again, here's the other point. Then the other measurement. Then I, I didn't even think of this until you mentioned it. it. Even if they didn't sell one extra piece of product, if their demographic has shifted, they've just given themselves long term. So if we see a shift to a younger demographic as a result of the you know basically the coolness factor of a lot of this, uh, they've built themselves a long term you know audience or a long term. Uh, retail market which again would still be success that they're not just going to fade away into obscurity and nobody buys them anymore
2: that's true the the question is also further complicated by the fact that it's a growing segment this men's care products and um and so lots of manufacturers are making big pushes with like uh coupons and special offers so uh Old Spice has been doing that in the last year, and so has its sister company at Gillette,
5: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and both are seeing big, big growth.
4: Right.
5: Well, their- the whole market, I think, is growing too. When you see, you know, again, uh, like you said, it's something just a little moment ago, it, it seems like there is sort of this push, this explosion in this emerging market. Uh, I mean, look what Axe has done you know whether you like the ads or think they're cheese ball the point is is they're developing out a market in a particular demographic that didn't really exist for at least in recent years for a long time well but that's a that's another
1: point because Axe is discontinuing Vice which is arguably the most successful of their line they're not selling it anymore so you know how in doing this push towards this younger quirkier manly audience or whatever it is are they really going to pick up like, does that audience actually exist, or are guys just not really that worried about smelling like the man that your man should smell like?
5: <laughs> well, I suppose the answers to those questions are going to be based on you know, the numbers that come in. I mean, that's not something I think we can really debate here. But
1: well, you're d- a guy, Derek. <laughs> come on, are you convinced? Do you feel less manly now that you have seen Isaiah Mustafa flirting with your woman on the television? <laughs> yes, you should. He is hot. <laughs>
4: i just um, saying no. far He wants
2: to play Luke Cage There are some like Indicators that the branding has Oh there's comic Rumbling <laughs> um, The branding is really working Like their Facebook fan page interaction Jumped 800% And um, visits to Oldspice.com jumped 300% It's definitely
1: working It's definitely getting them attention I don't know if it's yet translated into sales I do believe that it will eventually. I I think that this marketing push is not in vain. I I really do think that people are going to go out and at least pick it up. You know, it might be a curiosity factor. They're going to pick it up, and they're going to be like, I'll take it home and see what happens.
5: Right. I mean, without any kind of real numbers from the, the company to actually show us what's happening, I think speculation is still safe to say that this will have enough of an effect that in time it will have paid for itself. I mean, it's certainly maybe not right up front. It's probably not hand over fist just buying right now, you know, shelling off the cash for it. But, yeah, I do think this is going to end up being successful to the bottom line.
2: All right. There, we have a unanimous decision. <laughs> Go Old Spice. That's it for this week's show. Thanks to our guest, Neil Patel, and thanks to Webmaster Radio. Check out SEM Synergy.com for more on this week's topics, and you can follow us on Twitter at SEM Synergy. And ask us questions there or in the chat room or at SEM Synergy at BruceClay.com. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy.